All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Better Than Ever. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. No, because you are in Edmonton, Dukes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'd like to say a big fuck you to Nick. Tyler Yerenka must go to Cinco de Mayo. Ty, Ty, why won't you kiss me? Better late than never with bad milk. Better late than never with bad milk. It's a better late than never. Better late than never. Better late than never. Arby's, you don't agree. Long live Arby's. Well, well, well. Ty, Ty, why won't you kiss me? Or did he? Did he on the nation vacation? Will I admit to kissing Tyler? Or will I not? <laughs> Welcome to Better Late Than Never. Wednesday. Wednesday. Lots going on. Lots going on. I'm going to get to it real quick. But first, I want to shout out the audio department. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. The audio department.ca. You know the link to the title sponsor. Have been for quite some time now. Go record a podcast, record an album, record some poetry. Maybe get a nice haiku. Maybe you were down on the nation vacation and you wrote a nice haiku about what happened. Go record it there. Why just put it on print when you can speak it out? Remember, the syllables are 575. Where to start? Where to start has to be the nation vacation, right? Has to be the weekend we just had in Arizona. I am back from vacation, the nation vacation, and I'm just going to start off. I just got to start off by saying thank you. It was... Without question, in my mind, 
the greatest nation vacation we've done yet. The group we went down to Phoenix with was incredible. And you know what? I wrote this on the site. Go read me the article. I did a recap article on, I guess that would have been, what, Tuesday night, last night? When I got home from Arizona, when I got back from the airport. I knew the trip was going to be great when we made the bus driver stop. And we all piled off that bus and went into a convenience store. A Circle K, I believe. Could be wrong. Don't remember. And we all got alcohol. We stocked up for the weekend. The entire bus got off. It took so long. It got, took to the point where the bus driver's like, oh my God, what's going on? Where is everybody? We got to move. We're just parked in the middle of the street, man. We bought so much booze. And it was so funny. There's a there's a, a picture in my mind, and I wish I would have taken a picture of my fucking phone, where all of us had like cases of booze and like some chips and some snacks. There was a bunch of fireball shots everywhere. And just that visual of standing in line and the poor girl that was solo by herself standing behind the counter being like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) Ah, man, it was so good. So where do I start? I got to say thank you. I just have to say thank you to everybody for coming. This was, like I said, without a doubt in my mind, one of the best nation vacations, if not the best nation vacation that we've ever done. When we got to the airport on Sunday morning, it was very, very early. Our flight was at 7.30 a.m., so we were there for an international flight. We got there early. But as I looked around and I saw the gear and I saw jerseys and I saw people having cocktails and I saw people meeting people that they didn't maybe know, from the internet, and I saw a bunch of people that I've seen before on these trips. I knew it was going to be a beauty, but that bus moment, that bus moment was fantastic. Get to Arizona, we land, we get off the bus, we stocked up with booze, we go into the hotel, and the thing was, our hotel rooms, because we got there at like noon or something, none of them were ready yet. And normally, uh, that's the kind of things where I go, oh man, people are going to be annoyed. But the hotel we were at, was just kind of set up for this. So some people broke off and they're like, no problem, we'll just put our bags in storage or whatever. No problem, we'll go in there and then we'll go get some lunch or whatever. But then when we all got back from lunch, there was like an area, there was a courtyard outside essentially where we were just able to hang out as a group. And one thing that we really, really want to do this year, this vacation was we want to do more hanging out as a group and do more stuff as a group. And it started off that way from the very beginning. Having everybody just kind of hanging around, meeting each other. There was a lot of people who hadn't met. Some had met. Some had been on trips before. Some this was their first time. It was a fun little intro to get to know everybody and see who was around. We got to see some friends who weren't even on the nation vacation. There was a bunch of nation citizens that were just down in Arizona, obviously, for the game. You saw how many people were in the crowd. They weren't all us. But damn it, did we meet some amazing people. And it all started off that first moment in the courtyard where we just kind of sat down and people had beers and they're passing them around like you want a drink you want a drink i got one for you like hey who are you who are you what's your name on the internet what's your handle like all this stuff was going on around me and i loved every minute of it i loved every minute on it and then the first night the hotel this was bananas by the way the hotel we were at was the embassy suites by hilton i believe is if i think i'm getting that right but they had a happy hour from 5 to 6 30 and when i say happy hour it was an all-inclusive happy hour now the snacks were not great we filled our pockets with cheese and crackers but the snacks were not that plentiful but the booze was all free and if there's one thing a nation vacation does well it is score some free booze and dive in on the opportunity when you find one 
it was amazing. It really set the tone for us going to uh, Top Stroke that night, which is Tiger Woods mini golf thing. It was a great time. Normally, people just kind of fracture and do their own thing, but I'm looking around Top Stroke, and it was weird, right? I'd never been to one of those things before. You got to get in line, you queue up, and you're outside, and everybody's waiting. I'm like, fuck, man, they love mini golf down here. They love Tiger Woods mini golf down here. We're all standing in line outside. I don't stand in lines for anything. So I was like, oh, I don't want to stand in line waiting for mini golf. But then when I got in there, I understood why. It was great. So I'm just looking around the mini golf course or whatever, and they had, I think it was the black square. No, the red square was difficult, and the black square was easier. It doesn't matter. They had two different kind of 18-hole courses, and I'm just looking around, and I'm seeing nation citizens that are all on the trip, all there. There was a bunch of people there. And it was fun to just kind of wander around. How you doing? How you hitting? Blah, blah, blah. Every now and then someone hit with a hole in one. A lot of cheers would happen. The tone was set on day one because the group was spectacular. The group was spectacular. No better example of this. We had a late night on Sunday. We had a late, late night on Sunday. It was one of those ones where we go, oh, tomorrow's going to be rough, but we got to rally, right? Tomorrow could be an issue. But we need to rally, and we're going to rally. So on Monday morning, this is game day. Think about that. So it's Monday morning. We know that we got to do the pregame show with Tyler and the boys. We know uh, pregaming with Boardsy. We know we got to do that at Devil's Adequate. Was the bar that we set ourselves up with just outside, just probably about a ten minute walk from the arena. We knew I'd be do that, so we got to rally. So Jay and I, we were roommates for the trip. We went down and grabbed some breakfast, continental breakfast, nothing crazy. It's your usual hotel thing. But then I look. In that courtyard, the same one I was describing earlier, and I see probably, I'm going to say 12, 12 to 15 of our trip goers. It is before 9 a.m. They are having shots of fireball. They're having a couple cocktails. They are laughing out loud, and they are having a blast. And I just looked at Jay and I go, we are in for a shift today. We are in for a shift And it was. We go get breakfast. We meet Chalmers. We're just going to kind of get ourselves sorted for the day. Like, I hadn't had a coffee. I hadn't had a water. That's where I was at. My head was spinning. Huge. Pouring out my ears, even. (laughs) It's my own fault. Grab some breakfast. We're like, fuck. Okay. Of course, we have the nation vacation rule. I'm sure we've heard us talk about it before. One shot before 10 a.m. or 10 shots before 1 p.m. The easy one is one before 10. So we got our shots in before 10. All staffers did. I was very proud of the group. But that really did set the tone because it wasn't just the staff that was doing it. We talked about this must have been on ONR or real life or whatever about this rule we have on trips. And it just just became kind of the thing. Everybody was asking, did you have your shot before 10? It's 10 o'clock. It's coming up. You got a shot. It was hilarious. It was the best. And it was that exact kind of thing that I was just like, man, this group is so great. So we go to do pre-gaming with Boardsy and the boys at Devil's Advocate. Now, we took an autonomous car to get there by Waymo is the company that operates this. It's a subsidiary of Google. If you don't know what an autonomous car is, please go look it up. There is no fucking driver in the car. It is a complete robot car. And we looked at these when we got to 
uh, I guess we were in Scottsdale. When we got to Scottsdale on Saturday afternoon, we're seeing these things go around. We're like, there is no driver in that car, and this is a city. This is real traffic. This is nuts. And then we find out later that you can just rent them like an Uber. So we had to do it. And the fact is, those things were so much fun. When we first left the parking lot, I posted a video on my Instagram. Hi, my name is Bag Milk. It was Chalmers and I were kind of freaked out a little bit because the idea of having no driver in the car and it's just robots and cameras controlling the whole thing is crazy it's crazy to me so we're driving and then all of a sudden it starts to get fun the drive is about 20 minutes to get to devil's advocate again that's where we're doing pregame with boardsy it was so much fun we went from being scared to cheering for the car to listening to all its commands to taking all these videos to wondering where it was going to park wondering how it was going to navigate cars that were stopped on the side of the road how it was going to handle pedestrians in the crosswalk and it flawlessly did it and i'm sure there's going to be issues no doubt and i'm sure there already have been however in this ride in the solo ride that i took in a driverless car i had the best experience the future is now people You know who was actually driving that car, don't you? It was me. You thought that there's nothing but robots, but it's all Satan in the driver's seat, and I saw you guys, your buttholes were puckered. They were. But man, it was cool. So then we get there, we do our pre-gaming thing, and we see nation citizens from everywhere. I met some cool, cool people. If you were there and you came up and we chatted about this podcast, if you're listening to this right now, I'm talking about you. Thanks for just sharing your thoughts on the podcast, what it means to you, because what that was for me was fantastic. If you saw where I'm recording right now, I've described it a bunch of times. I'm in my basement, in my house, in the little studio I built for myself. It's nothing fancy. It's really not. But to have people that actually listen to this on a weekly basis and that I interact with in the voicemails and that I interact with on Twitter and on Instagram talk about the podcast and enjoying it and enjoying Satan and even me mini quads it just it meant the world and I was so excited to hear your guys' takes on the podcast what you like what you didn't like turns out dating advice not so popular so gentlemen figure out your date in life I don't know that we're going to be doing a whole lot of it we talked about more contesting we talked about how people can get the hoodies that i was giving away earlier christopher palmer showed up we saw him at the airport actually their flight in from where were they at i guess it would have been in dallas i guess i guess it would have flown in from dallas they just happened to be landing right before us so we saw christopher palmer amazing hockey kisser by the way and he was wearing the bltn hoodie and i was just we were talking about how I can get more of those out, and I'm trying to figure that out today. So Marketing Maddie, you probably heard us talk about her a little bit uh, on the varying podcasts. I was working with her today on how we can get some BLTN stuff because I want to do more contesting, and I want it to be more effective and efficient than the last way I did it. So if you don't remember or if you're new here, I wanted more reviews on the podcast. And basically what I did was I collected a bunch of reviews and did a draw for 10 hoodies. I had to order them manually. I did it all myself. I had to approve artwork. I had to do all this stuff. Kennedy had to send some graphics over to me. And then I ordered them myself and I shipped them out myself. And it just, it was very inconvenient and it took too long to get you guys your hoodies. So I was talking to Maddie today about how we can speed this up. And our new graphic designer name's Eric. You guys don't quite know him yet. We are working on some very, very cool things because that dude is incredibly artistic and he's got ideas. And I said, man, when it comes to my podcast, let's get weird with it. I want you to take what's in your brain and what's in my brain and mash them together like some kind of weirdo baby. 
And we're going to put that on close. And it's coming soon. It's coming soon because I want to give you guys more. I, I just, I was so grateful for the feedback on this podcast that I got in Arizona from a bunch of really, really great people and people that I know listen because they were bringing up specific bits. We were talking about Zol the Will of Thousands. Oh, don't talk to me about that fucking guy. I hate when that guy calls in, not to mention nobody wants to take ownership for it. Duke says it's not him. Ari says it's not him. Nick says it's not him. Ben says it's not him. It's nobody. Nobody wants to admit it. And you know why? It's because the bit is terrible. And it's scary. I just, I, I had a good time with it and I want to make sure that I'm always looping you guys in with on more stuff. So thank you to everybody at De- Devil's Advocate, specifically pregame and a lot post game too. I'll get there that we just talked about BLTN. I'm very grateful. I've told this story a bunch of times. My hope was to have it hit a certain level in terms of downloads and weekly streams and clip views and all the metrics that we follow at Nation and HQ for like our show and podcast KPIs. This one has blown past what I initially had as my my first hope for it. It's because of you and because you guys have joined in and I feel like it's more our podcast than my podcast. But anyway, I've got to move forward. <clears throat> we get to, what the fuck's it called? Mullet Arena. And let me tell you something. That place was awesome. The next Oilers game, if you are listening to this right now and you're like, man, I wish I'd go see the Oilers play there, is in April. We loved it so much in there that Jay talked about, is there a way we can get back here for the April game? It's the second to last game of the season. Is there a way we can get back here? Because we had so much fun. That place, and I swear, must have been 70%, 65% Oilers fans. You're looking around from our seats at the end. We were on TV a lot, by the way. Our section was on TV a lot. Everybody saw Christopher Palmer kiss Captain Felton on the mouth. It was amazing. It was electric. It was hilarious. And if you're one of those people that was in the comment section on our social media getting all weird about it, have some fun. Both of those dudes are married. The Oilers just scored. We've been drinking. Listen, if we can't kiss our homies after an Oilers goal, what are we even doing here? The atmosphere was electric outside of the second period. That second period was really bad. That was really bad. In fact, that might have been the worst second period the Oilers have played in quite some time. Fuck Coyotes played the night before. Boys looked like they went out for a big night on the town, I'll tell you that much. Thankfully, the third period saved the day. Boys ended up winning 6-3. The puck line was in play. I think it was Rick bet minus two and a half. Good for him, by the way. It was great. The atmosphere was fantastic. It was electric in there. But I could also see why a lot of people who are in business ops or just have played in the NHL or covered the NHL think this is very embarrassing because there are two logos at Center Ice, friends. There are two logos at Center Ice. And the Coyotes in the bigger one. I don't know how long that can last. I just don't know how long that could last. So the Oilers win. Everybody's celebrating. As a group, we make our way back to Devil's Advocate for Oilers Nation after dark. It was the light out, but it was after dark. Put on a great post-game show. The boys did a great, great job. And then from there, we just went out as a group. Again, we got after it at Devil's Advocate. Their drink specials, by the way, ridiculous. Sometimes 
you just kind of look at the price when you're down in the States when it comes to drinks and go, that doesn't make sense. Oh, if you're wondering how much beers were at uh, Mullet Arena, I think it was, I don't, I don't remember exactly because I was buying multiples. Hey, yo, it's like 13, 14, 15 US, depending on what you're getting. So it's not like they were cheap or they knew the Canadians were coming and they were going to jack up the price a little bit. I wouldn't have been surprised by either of those things. We spent the bulk of the afternoon at Devil's Advocate. We were enjoying each other's company. We were telling stories. We were having laughs. More Oilers fans piled in. More Oilers fans piled in. More Nation Citizens piled in. More Nation Citizens piled in. And all of a sudden, you have a bar that is absolutely rammed with blue and orange. This is the most incredible thing that we've done in a minute. We've had viewing parties in Vegas where we pack bars. We've done that several times. But this was the first time we've ever had pre and post game shows in front of live audiences on these trips while we're doing it. Normally we record in a hotel room or whatever. And we like, it's kind of like a KGB interrogation center where you're like dimly lit and all that stuff. The boys set up and had a blast in a bar. We took uh, we took nation citizen content like considerations, like having captain Felton and Chris Palmer describe the kiss moments after went everywhere on the internet was outstanding content. That night, we ended up back at the hotel. There's a picture within the article at weathersnation.com of a bunch of people sitting around a bunch of people sitting around the fire. We did that until everyone went to bed. Chalmers was singing songs. If you haven't ever heard Chalmers sing songs, he does that when he's wasted, and it's a great time. It's hilarious. We had people telling stories. We had people talking about why the nation meant means what it does to them. We had people doing all kinds of fun stuff. Jay was throwing these little nerd gummy things into people's mouths from across the fire. And that kept us entertained for probably 45 minutes. The point of the weekend was that we spent a lot of time together and we joined each other's company. And I think this was without a doubt, in my opinion, my favorite nation vacation we've ever done because of how much everybody was included in what we did. I know I got some voicemails coming up here from some trip goers. I know we got some stuff to get to, but I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for what was an amazing weekend. I want to say thank you for having come with us and join us on a long weekend here at home. I know you didn't have to. I want to thank all the nation citizens who were down there on their own, who joined us at Devil's Advocate or just wanted to hang out or came with us to Taco Bell Cantina later in the evening when we went out for dinner. Had to go to Taco Bell Cantina, right? Had to. It was a trek to get there, but we made it. Point being, this was a fantastic weekend. And I'm so grateful for the community that follows this team and subscribes to the nation and listens to this podcast and the other podcasts I'm on and all the stories you guys told us of your favorite moments from everybody's content. Arguably one of the best weekends of my life. So I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all of you. And lastly, I'm going to tell you, let's do it again. On Saturday, February 24th, we are doing a watch party at Greta downtown in Edmonton. If you are in the city, $20 a ticket. We're raising money for free play for kids. We're going to watch the BOA together. We're going to, we're going to have cocktails together. We're going to play some vids together. We're going to enjoy each other's company. And we're going to try and recreate a little bit of that magic from this past weekend. Cause like I said, absolute magic absolute magic nationgear.ca if you want to get some tickets and join us but until then if you're on the nation vacation thank you if you came to see us 
while we were on the nation vacation because you yourself were down there. Thank you. If you interacted with us in any possible way, podcast, website, social media, throughout the weekend, if we gave you stickers, if you said hi, if you just wanted to high five, thank you. That's what all these trips are about, and this one was one of the best. I cannot wait for the next one. Let's get to the news. The news brought to you by Star Mechanical. Star Mechanical is one of Edmonton's biggest locally owned and operated plumbing and heating businesses. They have been working within the community for over 20 years, and many of the homes built in Edmonton over the last two decades have had their plumbing and heating systems installed by Star Mechanical. Don't have expensive rates, and they focus on being as cost-conscious for the customers as they possibly can. 24-7 emergency services. Visit them at starmechanical.ca to schedule an appointment and let them help your home run a little smoothly. Looking at what's going on since we last spoke on this podcast. By the way, (laughs) apologies for not recording a bunch of podcasts as we were supposed to. We didn't do Real Life. We didn't do Weather's Nation Radio. We didn't do better late than never. It was just not that weekend. Having that early game while really bung things up, because normally we do that stuff during the day before the game. But then also we just got tied up hanging out with everybody and I regret nothing. So if you were listening to this and going, where was real life? Where was ONR? I'm sorry. We'll make it up to you. We'll make it up to you. But you know what? I just think that uh, we have some stuff going on. You had some stuff going on. So since we last spoke, the Oilers beat a couple of teams that that win over the Dallas Stars, which I personally think was their best effort since coming back from the All-Star break. The Oilers have been incredibly sloppy since the All-Star break. The PK is under 50 or under 60%, I'm sorry. Stuart Skinner, a couple of weak goals over the last couple of games. You want to clean that up? I still believe in Stu. This isn't a problem. I'm just pointing out the obvious. And I think that there's a couple of things that they just really need to clean up. Most specifically, taking the second period off. Oh, my Lord. Why do they always take the second period off? Listen, man. I just want to watch the Oilers fuck things up for 60 straight minutes. Not 27 minutes. Not 23 minutes. I don't want any of that garbage. I want the Oilers fucking shit up all day, all night. And here you go. You take a second period off and you allow a team like the Coyotes to just make you look like shit stains in front of 60% of your crowd. That was a home game on a way ice, my friends. You need to do better. Pretty much. Pretty much. Dallas, that's a 4-3 win in OT. That was a clutch win. That was a clutch win. Evan Bouchard finished that baby off on the power play. Won again on Monday in Arizona. That was a 6-3 finish. But I go back to the game last, what was that, last Thursday against the Blues, arguably... That fourth period against the Blues when the Oilers gave up four goals was one of the worst periods of the season. They haven't played that shittily, shittacularly, shitstastically since probably October. It was awful to watch. They couldn't keep the puck out of their net if they tried. The PK was garbage. They were dishing out turnovers left, right, and center. It's a charity bake sale, friends. It was wild to watch. So I'm glad. They went out and beat Dallas. Dallas is a very good team. They're first in their division that night. They were four points up on the Colorado Avalanche. You know they wanted to extend that lead, but the Oilers got the job done. The Coyotes game, it wasn't perfect, but the first and the third were great. Got the job done. Tonight against the Bruins, you can't take a period off against the Bruins. 
I know they haven't been as great as they have been lately. I know that they don't look unstoppable like sometimes the Bruins can. I know that they're 4-4-2 in their last 10 games, but they also won their last one. And they're also the Bruins. And on the road, they're 15-5-6, and and that is a team that can torch you if you're sloppy. Tonight, at Rogers Place, the Oilers need to tighten up them details. We talked about this a lot in the stands at the Mullet Arena. It's like, stop with the overpassing. Let's get simple. You see in the third period when the Oilers came roaring back and ended up scoring four in the third, resuming the lead, 6-3 win. A lot of those plays were simple. Vander Kane shot on net, buried it. I mean, it was from a great spot. I don't know a lot of goalies are going to stop that, but the Zach Hyman goal, that thing was going four miles wide. Amazing deflection to get that in. Pucks on net, people. Get some traffic in front. Hack away. Against the Bruins, they need to be tighter. RNH is down with the sickness. According to Coach Knobloch, he is out tonight, or questionable, I guess, is the appropriate term, because he's got the illness. I wish I could do that better. I always wished I could do that better. When that song first came out, I used to do that all the time, and it was always kind of shitty, and I always wished that I could do it. Can I try? You can try if you want. Can I do it now? You can do it whenever you want. How about now? Do it now. Okay. Still shit. Can I try? You can try. Can I do it now? You can go now. That was adorable, Quads. Thank you. So no RNH tonight, probably not anyway. He's got an illness. Connor Brown draws back in. It's going to be interesting is who goes up on the first unit on the power play. My personal guess, Vander Kane, scoring some goals lately. Scored a couple against Arizona. Had the hat trick a few games ago. He is starting to heat up a little bit. He's got 20 goals on the season. That would be my guess. Kane goes out on PP1, try and keep this heater going. I could see that, but we'll see. We'll see. The more concern, the bigger concern I have is what happens on the PK. Like I said, under 60% since the All-Star break. The Oilers are bleeding goals when they're down a man. I don't understand what's going on. Nothing makes sense anymore. My world's upside down. The whole thing feels bad. The whole thing feels bad, and I don't know why, and it makes me upset, you know? And frankly, I don't know that anybody has any answers. I don't know that anybody knows what's going on on the PK. Not even the others. Mark Stewart's like, motherfucker, this was a source of strength during the 16-game heater, and now you guys can't stop shit. I, I assume that he's had messages, something similar to that. I'm paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> Looking at the last game, though, one of the things that people were talking about was, hey, should we bring Big Jugs back? Nick Bukestad scored two snipes. Although I think that, you know, those were the ones I was talking about, Stu. I love you, buddy. Should the Oilers bring back Nick Bukestad? Already familiar with the team? Already familiar with what's going on? Loves the city? You remember, I did a bit on this podcast, this very podcast, about how much Nick Bukestad loves West Edmonton Mall. Hey, man. You come on back, you can go there anytime you like. However, Puckpedia, that's why they're around. Puckpedia says, note that since Bukestad was on the Oilers roster till June 30th last year, they cannot acquire him in a retained trade until year one from that June 30th date. They can acquire him at a full cap hit, but they cannot acquire him at a a reduced rate. This is the rule that blocked the D'Angelo trade from Philly to Carolina last summer. You can't get a guy back at a reduced rate less than a year after you trade for him. That's the rule. That's the rule. 
That's where the NHL draws the line. You're really going to tell me that's the kind of garbage they're doing that draws the line? Meanwhile, Mark fucking Stone's got a sore back. He's got a little boo-boo that keeps him out of the season until day one of the playoffs when he magically gets lowered from the rafters like Sting in the WCW. He comes in and he's completely fine. Everybody's like... Oh, Mark Stone might have a black other hockey game. Mark Stone's back is broken, and it can barely hold up his weight. And then what does he do? He comes out and wins the Stanley Cup. Caps are convention everywhere, and this where the NHL draws the line. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Looking at the standings, this is ahead of tonight's game against the Bruins. Of course, it's Wednesday, February 24th. We are working through the Star Mechanical News. The news for Star Mechanical. Looking at the standings, the Oilers currently sitting in third place. Only three points back. Only three points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. That's right, friends. I said three points back with four games at hand. Of course, you have to win those games at hand or they mean nothing. But currently, the Oilers have 67 points in 52 games. Vegas has 70 points in 56 games. Right behind the Oilers is the LA Kings that are one point back, though they have played two more games than the Oilers. Seattle follows up 57 points in 55 games. They're basically sellers and future Edmonton Oiler and former Edmonton Oiler Jordan Eberle will soon be coming as a result. Thank you. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Flames also looking to sell according to trade targets over at dailyfaceoff.com. That is Frank Saravalli's trade deadline article. The Oilers do have interest in Chris Tanev, though he's not sure a deal will fit. Could there be a deal? I don't know. Matt Larkin from Daily Faceoff also said that Jake Gensel is on the Oilers' radar. He would be a very, very nice fit alongside Leon Drysaddle if you're looking for a little bit of scoring. Though, when you're trading for a former 40-goal scorer, it's probably going to cost you a little bit more. My preference, looking out east, Vladimir Tarasenko. Not having a great year with the Sens, but that guy knows how to score, and I'm guessing if he's playing alongside... Leon Dreisaitl, instead of whatever plug he's playing next to in Ottawa, those goal-scoring numbers are going to go up. In 51 games, he has 15 goals, 22 assists for 37 points. Again, he is not playing with Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid. Imagine what it would look like. Imagine. Mmm. 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 Lovely. We will always report on the news for Silly Season. Of course, I love Silly Season. It is one of my favorite things of all time. Change of gears a little bit. I want to talk about on a local mental health organization unveiled a mural on Tuesday to honor Colby Cave, the former Edmonton Oiler who died back in 2020. Casa Center's gym. Casa Center's gym now displays Cave in Oilers colors, his Boston Bruins jersey, and the motto, Be somebody that makes everybody feel like a somebody. I just think that is a really, really cool tribute to a guy who unfortunately was lost too soon. And I want to talk about a little bit uh, quickly. Casa Center has that mural up. Colby Cave. I just think it's a really cool little touch. It's a really cool way to memorialize a guy who gone too soon. He was just kind of getting started and it's, it's very sad, but I love the mural. So I want to talk about it. Had to talk about it. Had to give it a shout out back to the Oilers. Upcoming schedule, they got Boston tonight. You got a 4-2 win coming at Rogers Place on Minnesota, or on on Minnesota. On Friday, they play Minnesota. On Saturday, they got the Flams. Again, tickets available for our BOA watch party at nationgear.ca. And then they are playing the Hated Kings once again on Monday. But this weekend. 
That's where we're going to wrap up the news for Star Mechanical. Of course, go check them out, starmechanical.ca. This coming Saturday, I've organized it today. We are finally going to get it. I'm going to go down to Nation HQ a little bit early before our party at Greta. And I am going to record a special podcast with the one and only Dukes. The presidential candidate for the BLTN uh, emperor, ambassador, lord, whatever you want to call it. He is in Edmonton. We were texting today. He's actually out with Waz making content right now, or I was going to give him a call and bring him in live on this episode. But we're going to do a special edition of BLTN on Saturday. He and I are going for dinner tomorrow night. Going to get to know the man a little bit. Going to get to know the guy who's leaving all the voicemails. Are you insane, Dukes? Ducks, not Dukes. Am I insane? Are we both insane? Or are we going to have a great night? I'm going to guess the latter. I'm looking forward to hanging out with him. I'm looking forward to meeting him. It's uh, after the high of this weekend, just meeting a whole bunch of listeners to the podcast. How can I not be excited to meet that guy? So stay tuned for a special edition of BLTN that's coming up on Saturday. That is going to be released at some point in the afternoon. I don't know exactly when we're going to get together. We're going to nail those details down tomorrow at dinner, but a special edition of BLTN coming up with Dukes. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news for Star Mechanical. Visit starmechanical.ca to schedule an appointment and let them help you keep your home running smoothly. 24-7 emergency services, done. Their team of tradespeople are highly skilled and are accommodating for their customers. Budget conscious for your budget. This is David Bowie from the grave. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. And you should... Tell your friends to listen anywhere. And what the hell am I doing, etc. Listen to Better Late Than Never, you idiots. You want to see a Tell man friends. Man, I fucked that all up. I had one button going, I thought it was done, so I pushed the other button, and this is what happens. This is a one-take podcast, people. You want to hear me work through the process? By the way, how many people talked about one-takes when I was talking to them this weekend was hilarious. So I'm going to push the right button this time. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy oil field, uh, trilogy. Oh, man. Reverse. Trilogy oil field rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recoveries, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain a full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. This is where I get to spend, or I get to touch this one button that I love to do and tell you what kind of tools they got. Are you ready? (gasps) Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tool for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca What is the righteous sack beating this week? Well, I just spent a lot of time in the airport this weekend. And airport pricing is the most ridiculous thing I can think of right now. Is this the best thing to get annoyed about? No. Is it a very first world problem to talk about? Yes. But what I will say is, I feel like airports do nothing but gouge you. It doesn't matter what you're doing specifically. It's overpriced. Let's say that there's a McDonald's in the airport. I'm not saying I went there, and I'm not saying there is one. But if there is, it's just an example, and you want to get a disgusting McRib, you're probably going to have to pay at least a 50% premium to get it at the airport. It's garbage, man. Especially if you're behind security. I got a bottle of water 
Wasn't really paying attention. Grabbed a bottle. I was, this is me. I was in my feelings yesterday when we flew home. Um, went to get a bottle of water. Didn't really pay attention. It was just this bottle of smart water. It was nothing crazy. I grab it. I put it down. 680 American. For 680 USD. By the way, my card worked every time, Nick. What do you got to say about that? Um, that's ridiculous gouging. And I feel like the only reason they do it is they know we're all on vacation. Well, at least a big chunk of people that are at the airport are on some kind of vacation. And they just want to take advantage of your good vibes. Because you know what? If I got to buy a beer because I'm excited about a nation vacation and you're going to cost, it's going to cost me $15 US, I'll pay for it. But I'm not going to be happy about it. Check to my credit card today. Some of the biggest expenses I had was just buying meals at the airport. We got after it in Arizona. And yet the airport was part of like in its tiny chunk of time that we were there is part of the biggest expenses we had. I hate it. What is with this? I parked here at the airport in Edmonton and I looked at the prices online. I'm like, that's cool. And then when I got out there, I was over the two day mark in terms of like what day it was by like an hour or something. And they charged me a full extra day. Why? Why do you do this to me? Why do you do this to everybody? Stop gouging us airports. Flights are already crazy. And by the way, this thing where airlines are charging extra money for check bags, now you have so many people trying to force things into carry-ons that do not belong as carry-ons and everything is full. Stop gouging. Stop gouging. People will check a bag. So I'm doing it for free like you used to. I get it. Things happen. There was a thing in the 2020 and blah, blah, blah. I don't like it. I didn't have anything else to complain about, so that's all I got. I'm sorry. It's a first world problem. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to snuggle. Better late than never. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The voicemail has no sponsor, but I'd love it to have one. Although Jared in sales says they got something cooking. There may be a sponsor here. So I'm going to give a shout out to the nation vacation and every single one of you that joined us. Thank you again. You really did make my weekend. So many of you made my weekend. And I hope I made your weekend too, at least a little bit. So all of this is dedicated to the Nation Vacation. This is the Nation Vacation voicemail. And all of you that came with us, the first message comes in from Nick. 
I know I just accused Dukes of being Zolda Will of Thousands, and I called him the love child of Roseanne. That might have been a bit harsh, but I... Wait a minute. Was that last week, or did I miss a message here? Let me see. I think I need to find a new voicemail platform. Maybe? Hmm. Anyway, we'll ride this out, I guess. If I missed a message, Nick, something fucked up. I'm going to blame you. Definitely not my fault. Still think Zolda Will of Thousands is Ben? Unless it's someone else, but I'll tease that later. Um, Download this guy. It could be Dukes, it could be Ben, or it could be somebody else. Thanks, Nick. Let's look at means opportunity motive. Does Ben have the means to do this? Yeah, Ben's young. He can definitely figure out a voice filter. Yep. And I'm betting he plays a lot of video games. Probably. Because if he's anything like Chalmers' kids, he absolutely owns his parents. Of course. Two, does Ben have the motive to do this? Yeah, Ben enjoys fuckery. We all know this. But I mean, who doesn't? Who among us? Back to you. The opportunity. Zola the Will of Thousands appearances on the podcast align perfectly with Ben's. <laughs> Zola disappears just as Ben disappears and then reappears. It's happened two, three times. Where I'm not going to lie. Ben, if you're listening to this, the dots are kind of collecting. The dots are not collecting. Well, they might be collecting. Connecting. I hate to say it, Ben. I don't want to say it. But the evidence is mounting. Ben has disappeared, and so has Zol. And they just so happen to reappear in the same episode. Meanwhile, the whole time, Dukes, myself, Ari, all the other people have been accused of being Zol. We're leaving voicemails the whole time. So I don't know why <laughs> we'd give up being Zol. I mean, he did accuse Dukes of it last week. so, And I guess there was a message where he accused him of being Roseanne's love child. I'm going to bring that up to him tomorrow. I hope he listens to this tonight so we can discuss it tomorrow. We can plan our Saturday episode. <laughs> So, <laughs> Ben's got to be it. But there's also one other person who would know when Ben is leaving voicemails. Go ahead. And that's you, Bag Milk. You think it's me? You are the only other person who knows Ben's when Ben leaves voicemails. I do. So, and we know you have the means, the opportunity, and the motive. <laughs> Zol, the Will of Thousands, kept your podcast relevant in the summer. <laughs> I think you're Zol, man. I think you. <laughs> I don't even know who Zola Will of Thousands is. Don't you remember the episode, Nick? This is very convenient. You're forgetting the episode where I had to Google what the fuck Zola Will of Thousands was. I haven't played video games forever, my boy. I don't even have a system to play them. If I can't play whatever game Zola Will of Thousands is on my iPhone, I don't know what you're talking about. The voice you want you want to hear all my voice filters that I currently have on the Roadcaster? I'll run through them right now. Do you remember me? I'm the number one. It's Satan checking in. And then me. It's Tiny Quads. Tiny Quads checking in. And then my favorite microphone. Megaphone. And this next one I really don't really like. This one is just called Monster. Oh no, this one's fine. This is just basically Satan with more echo. It's Satan. <laughs> so sometimes I'll do... This is Satan. And I'll push this one for more echo. So those are generally both Satan, those buttons. And then these are the ones I don't really like. This one is Large Robot. I am a large robot. I don't particularly like this voice, though I do like it better than Small Robot. Small Robot is very annoying. I don't like this one at all. In fact, I don't know that I've ever pushed this one on purpose on these podcasts. So there's my six filters. I'm going to look if I can download more. Roadcaster might have a patch or something that I could download more, but currently, Nick, that's all I got. The Hand of Justice. 
begged milk. I accused you of being Zola the Will of Thousands. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to back it up with some arguments here. All right. I've seen a lot of crime shows in my life. Sure. So I can make a hell of an argument. Mm-hmm. Begged milk. Only one person here seeks to financially benefit from Zola the Will of Thousands being in your voicemails. And that's you. <laughs> you run a sports podcast. You get money from the listens. It was a very slow summer for the Oilers. <laughs> You needed something to keep people interested. So how about- <laughs> again? I just did a wrap on this. I went through the six filters I do have. Uh, none of it pays attention, Nick. None of this tracks, my boy. Again, I think that you're deflecting. The lady doth protest too much. Me thinks you have played the uh, what's that called? The 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 fucking red tag event, whatever that one's called. You know what I'm talking about. You did that. I didn't do that. You are in the intro being told off by somebody else on the podcast. I didn't do that. You did that. So you come in and here, you're accusing me with tomfoolery and trickery. Well, that's just not going to fly here, my friend. That's not going to fly at all. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that for free. Back to you. Taking a character from a video game you used to play. No, I just said I've never played it. Again, you're missing the part where I just told you. Go back and listen. I had to Google who Zola the Will of Thousands was. And then leaving voicemails and creating this mystery. Oh, who is <laughs> Zola the Will of Thousands? Is it Nick? Is it Ari? Is it Ben? Is it Dukes? <laughs> that also explains why, once the season started, Zola stopped leaving voicemails. If it was any of us, we'd keep leaving them. But you all of a sudden had something to talk about, and you didn't need Zol to keep people interested. So you stopped. So you you have a clear motive here, man. You have a clear motive. You have a clear motive of deflection. That's what I'm saying, Nick. You can't come in here and fucking accuse me of being Zol the Will of Thousands. I didn't even know who he was. I had to Google that shit. Anybody who video games, you're on my list. And all of a sudden, Officer Nick, this is a situation where you're appointing... You are throwing stones in glass houses, my friend. The more this voicemail goes on, actually these last two, this is three minutes of pointing all the fingers back at you, young Nicholas. You have the means to. I bet you there's a Zol button on that soundboard right now. You have the opportunity. I mentioned last week, Zol only leaves voicemails when Ben does. You're the only person who would know when Ben leaves voicemails. So you chose to scapegoat young Ben. <laughs> have him as your... Uh, as have him as your scapegoat. <laughs> I got you, motherfucker. I got you. Ah, oh, Nick. There's a... Uh, I'm going to Google this real quick. Uh, it's a Netflix documentary. I just watched it on the plane, and I don't remember what it's called. Stalker, lover, killer, or something like that. Lover Stalker Killer follows the incredible true story of Liz Goliar, a woman who concocted an elaborate kidnap and murder scheme in Iowa, Nebraska border in 2012. If you watch that documentary, and I don't want to spoil it for you, so I'm not going to do that right now, but you are very much sounding like Liz Goliar. If you've watched this documentary, you leave me a voicemail for next week. Anybody other than Nick, doesn't he sound like this woman right now? accusing everyone else of being Zol the Will of Thousands, though he is the mastermind. He is the one leaving the voicemails. He is the one with the means, the knowledge, and knowing who the fuck Zol Will of Thousands was. This is a young man in college. He's a smart guy. He's going for brain surgery or some shit like that. I don't remember what he's going to school for, but something like that. 
neuroscience, something. You know how you do this. You can download a voice filter. To point your finger at me, Nick, you're Liz Goldyar. Liz Goldyar's Nick. Nick is Liz Goldyar. You know that scene in Ace Ventura 1, if you're old enough to have seen that movie? Finkel is Einhorn? That's this. That's happening right now with Nick. Next message. Hello. Good afternoon. You sexy pigs. Mm. Uh, this is the donkey. Haven't uh, messaged for a while, at least a week anyway. Who's counting? Um, and there. Let's get sexy. Yeah. Let's get sexy. Stop it. No, I will never stop being sexy. Captain Felton, I spent a lot of time with you. Famous on the internet, getting kissed by Christopher Palmer. The look on your face after the kiss was hilarious. Captain Felton, what are you going to say? Thanks, milk. Yes. We got kicked out of the hot tub because of the 16-year-olds <laughs> lowered by the fire. <laughs> Where the fuck are you? <laughs> what time did you leave that? <laughs> we got kicked out of the hot tub. I bet that pint. You know what I did? At one point, I was just tired. I hit my wall, and I just got up, and I left. I didn't say bye to anybody. That is my move. If you see me getting up and just wandering away, there's a good chance you're not going to see me again that night. Jordan, you are up next on the Nation Vacation Recap voicemail. Hey, what's up, Ian? What's up, man? It's Jordan calling. Um, I just have a simple question for you. Sure. So I'm coming to town for the Friday game against the Wild. Yeah. And it's my first time being in Edmonton without any family obligations. So I just want uh, your recommendations for some restaurants downtown or things to do. We'll be staying in the Ice District, so pretty close to the River Valley. I want to make a stop at Dog Patch. But yeah. uh, any other suggestions would be welcome. Thank you. Well, these ones are always tough for me because I don't... Um... It always depends what you're into, right? It always depends what you're into. Like, what kind of food do you like? What kind of jams do you like? What kind of, uh, you know, just literally anything do you like? So it's always fun. It's always tricky for me. So a couple of things that I love, go to Greta, get something to drink before you, before the game. It's an easy little jaunt down to Roger's place from Greta. That's our home for all of our events here in Edmonton. Great food, great drink specials, play some vids, have a good time. If you're into some other stuff like downtown, uh, Seps is my favorite pizza place downtown. El Cortez, just off White Ave, is the place I'll go for tacos. Um, Mikado is just like a, a, a solid sushi place downtown. There's one of those. It, it really depends what you're after. Just maybe send me a DM on Instagram or something, and I'll try and help you out a little bit more. Always tricky for me to come up with stuff on the fly of just, what are you into? What are you into? Jordan, hit me back. Kyle the Embalmer, you're up. All right, BM, I'm dropping in with uh, exactly what everybody did not ask for. So, mm. uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, Love is Blind is out. Yes. Um, I'm not going to give a recap of what happened in the episodes. Instead, I'm going to try you. and do this in one take and hopefully in one voicemail. I'm just going to go through our main characters, okay. the couples, what I actually think of them, and whatever. I will anyway. join in. Let's start. Uh, Brittany, Ken, cool. They seem like a nice couple. AD and Clay, ah, I feel like they'll be toxic maybe. Laura and Jeremy, I really hate Laura, but for other reasons that maybe I can explain later. <laughs> Chelsea and Jimmy. Wait a minute. Which one's the one that said she looked like Megan Fox? Because Megan Fox was on, was, was this the right girl? No, that's not Laura. Back to you, Kyle. I'm trying to figure out who it is. 
Fuck Chelsea. And fuck Human Bender. Uh, Amy and Johnny, nice enough. And then we have our side characters, of course, Sarah Ann. I feel she'll come back at some point uh, when they all get back to reality. Jessica, I have a feeling she'll be coming back in reality. Eh, Amber, eh, Matt, the psychopath. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm sure he'll show back up. And then my man, Trevor. I felt so bad for Trevor. Trevor was my guy. Um, what Trevor do again? I feel like he'll, well, as we know, after the preview for the next episode, Trevor will be back. But uh, oh, that guy! I felt really bad because he deserved better, but also I feel like he dodged a bullet. So hashtag Team Trevor. Um, so far this season, there'll be a lot of drama, <clears throat> but uh, I guess we'll see what happens when they get back to the real world. Bye. Jimmy, and so I'm going to go through some of these couples now that I've got them open in front of me so I know who you're talking about. I'm the worst when it comes to these shows, by the way. I love them, but I don't know anybody's names, ever. I come up with nicknames for these people in my own head, and I just call them that. So Chelsea is the one that I call Megan Fox because she called herself Megan Fox, and then I went on Twitter one day, and I saw Megan Fox was trending. I'm like, please this be about Love is Blind. Please be about Love is Blind. Please be about Love is Blind, and it was, and it was great. Twitter is a ruthless, cruel place to talk about anything, <laughs> especially when you say you look like with uh, Megan Fox. Jimmy is a knob. <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Jimmy is a knob. That guy is such a wiener. Uh, Brittany and Kenneth, first couple to get engaged in the pods, losers. Jeremy is a wiener. Jeremy is involved in a love triangle in the pods. He found himself torn between Laura and Sarah Ann. <laughs> I just think of this, like if I came home and I told my old man, listen, I got engaged to some chick I met four days ago behind a wall and don't know what she looks like. You'd be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Such a great show. Colleen Balmer with a follow-up. All right. I'm, I'm glad I managed to get through that recap. So now I'm going to talk about the other games that I watch lately. Hmm. Um, the Dallas, I'm glad we managed to come back Yep. after playing pretty bad in that second period super sloppy again second periods i'm gonna say over the last five six games have just been trash to uh to at least win in overtime i'll take it um the arizona game as we know it was it was a little you know nail biting for a bit um i'm a little disappointed in a few things on the batting side first off the fact that of course i had the Oilers to win every period uh, which, of course, they did not. <coughs> I also had the Oilers to win every period. That would have been juicy. My big one from uh, Monday was Oilers to win over six and a half goals and Leon Dreisaitl will get two plus points. That one cares. So I did a lot of betting. If you read my betting article, Risky Business, that morning at OilersNation.com, you know that when I'm at the Oilers game, especially out of the city, I really spray the field. I'm manifesting a win. So I lost <clears throat> most of my bets on Monday because some of the characters that I was expecting to score did not score. But the ones that I did hit when I was really in the weeds, those brought me above even. And really that's all you want. So I had uh, over six and a half goals, Oilers to win and Zach Hyman scored. That was good. I had Oilers to win over five and a half and Connor McDavid to get two points. That one hit. So again, that's where I started carrying the mail on my losses. <clears throat> Also, <coughs> one take, of course, sorry about these coughing. I have mm -hmm. the remnants of a lung infection, so 
See, one take. Sometimes you get some disgusting, phlegmy mess in your ear. I apologize about that, listeners. I might edit it out, or I might just let you suffer with me. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, if somebody, anybody could please, if they, if, if you know how to get in touch with Evan Bouchard, could you, could you tell him to do one thing? Score more goals. Maybe just, you know, make sure to shoot the puck at least on net three times in a game. It's not that hard. Arizona game. He had two shots in the first period. You think he could get two more shots in that game? You'd think so. Nope. Actually, I think I just needed one. Either way, yeah, I needed three shots in that game. Would have hit a nice nice little parlay. Yep. Um, he did not. So somebody, please talk to Bouchard about that because I have nothing else to complain about on the and you ran out of time anyway. You ran out of time anyway. Happens. This one's coming in from Adam, who I met on the Nation Vacation. Adam, it was great to meet you. Hey, BM. Hey, it's buddy. Adam from uh, the Nation Vacation. Uh, figured this would be a good time to finally leave my first voicemail. Yeah. That was one heck of a trip. Great uh, weekend. Memories that will last forever. I want to say thank you to all of you guys at the nation and all the other citizens for uh, making an unforgettable experience from unloading the bus to buy, uh, buy beers at the, the convenience store there. <laughs> it was so funny. Again, picture one girl working in a very quiet convenience store and then 30 Canadians roll in there. I don't remember how many of us actually got off the bus, but I want to say about 30. Roll in there, buying all the booze they could find. <laughs> to the mini golf, to the game itself, and all the times at uh, Devil's Advocate. Never forget it. Looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Bye. Can't wait to have you back, Adam. Thanks for leaving a voicemail. I kept badgering everybody. that people go, I really want to leave a voicemail for BLTN, but I've never done it. But it's like, just do it. Contribute. Join us. Join us. It was great to meet you, Adam. Pleasure to have you. This next one comes in from Lindsay. Hi, this is Lindsay, Mainlander Tim's wife. Just wanted to say it was a great trip. First time ever being on one. Everyone was so welcoming and so much fun was had. Can't wait for a golf trip now. Thanks, guys. It was great. Lindsay, you and Tim were awesome. One of my favorite memories of the trip, I was it actually made me laugh this afternoon, was we were sitting around the fire just kind of bullshitting, and Tim had, like, he always seemed to have something with him that contributed to whatever was going on. Sometimes it would just be like, hey, man, you want a beer? And I'd be like, yeah, and he would just give you one. Other times, he'd be like, hey, do you want a hot rod? I was like, Maybe. And he would just chuck you a hot rod. You had a bag of them somewhere. I don't know where Mainlander Tim keeps all his snacks, but I was very grateful that he had them. Up next, the man who was, he was featured a lot on Sportsnet, by the way. He was featured a lot on Sportsnet because he followed the team around for a little bit. He was in St. Louis, Dallas, went to the game with us, kissed Captain Felton after the tying goal all over the internet, Christopher Palmer. ABM, it's Chris Palmer here. Just wanted to leave a message to thank everybody at Oilers Nation for the trip of a lifetime. Um, as someone who is, you know, quite the introvert, I was pretty nervous about this trip, and uh, just being there by myself was terrifying. But I'll tell you, man, I've talked about this on my podcast too. I am an introvert myself. We, I think, we actually had a conversation about this. I think we did. 
but yeah, I, I share it. So I always know that these things are just kind of weird and can be weird, but I thought you were great all weekend. And to all the staff and all the nation citizens, just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, from mini golf down to around the fire at the hotel, devil's advocate, Taco Bell Cantina, and obviously the game. Uh, I, I felt like part of the family and at no time um, did I ever feel left out, which is what I was worried about the most. Um, I'll certainly be on another vacation. Sorry, trying to collect my thoughts here. Um, though, probably not going to be kissing a captain next time. You say that. Uh, special shout out to Gavin, though, for organizing everything um, and making it run as smooth as humanly possible. Thanks again. You say you're not going to kiss the captain on the next trip, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, Chris Palmer. It was great to hang out with you, buddy. Um, you've uh, you've been great to hang out with recently. You know, we've got to see you a bunch of times uh, over the past couple of months, a year probably, and it's been really great to get to know you a little bit. Can't wait to have you on the next Nation Vacation. Up next, one take Chad. One take Chad. Okay. As promised, my pizza hierarchy list. All right, here so we go. So Panago mm-hmm. in the chains, I think that's like the cleanest one, feels like the most quality. Not always my favorite taste-wise. Got to be in the mood for it because it is a little bit of its own thing, but I think that's the top dog. Um, BP's, yeah, it's real pricey. It's really tasty, but it honestly kind of makes me feel shitty sometimes. Um, littler known, lesser known one, Buster's Pizza's fucking banging buster's pizza former uh podcast sponsor at oilers nation radio um that's that has got to be right near the top um blaze i love being able to just like choose my toppings awesome i get that a lot blaze is great i, I like that the way it works you just pick your shit and rolls through the little thing way you go i don't even remember what my rankings were last week i feel like i forgot a bunch of these like love pizzas in there is that a chain i have no idea blaze is definitely a chain maybe it's just because i googled canadian pizza chain so is that my problem um surprisingly i used to shit on it all the time domino's is way better than it used to be um (laughs) again the progress meter i want to know that dominic is quality checking my pizza before it goes in the box. A chicken Alfredo pizza that's absolutely nuts. I love it. Uh, Papa John's is good value. It's it's okay. It's decent. I definitely get it. Um, Fresh Slice downtown is basically Walmart brand Blaze. It's all right. It's good value, too. Um, pizza Hut, yeah, it does suck, but it's better than it used to be. I, from time to time, will get it. Maybe I need to give Pizza Hut another chance, but last time I ate Pizza Hut, it was just dripping with grease, and it was just literally disgusting. Uh, it's not that bad. Pizza 73 is fucking dog shit, and Little C's <laughs> is not even food. Uh, and for a restaurant pizza, Coliseum Steak and Pizza, baby. Coliseum Steak and Pizza, Vander Kane's favorite pizza in the city. He told us that on the Royal Life interview that we did on the Real Life Podcast. If you haven't heard that, go check it out on YouTube. There's the pizza rankings from One Take Chad. Worked through it. Minute 29, all in one take. Last voicemail comes in from Chris Walkling. Hey, Bag Milk, it's Chris. So I went to the Nation vacation uh, over the weekend, and I made my own way down there because it's where I live. It's only like a seven and a half hour drive. So, you know, drove down Sunday and drove back Tuesday. But it was a fun time. It was fun to just kind of like I look at 
look at what you guys are doing on like the periphery. Cause I was at the pregame and postgame. I just kind of like hung out and just watched everything go down. And it was a lot of fun. And to know that you guys do this a whole lot more up in Edmonton makes me kind of get a little bit of FOMO going on. Um, but also going to the game in Mullet Arena was wild because it felt like a like a light version of an Edmonton home game, which I've obviously have never been to. Yeah, well, it was a home game on the road, man. It really, really was. I know there was Coyotes fans in there, and if you came up to an Oilers-Coyotes game in Rogers Place, you wouldn't have any of them, but it was a home game. But it, it was just a really fun time, and like it was just a really nice to get down there, talk to a bunch of Oilers fans who came in, who are all very nice, all the ones I talked to. Most of them were just like, are you here by yourself? And I was like, yeah, I only live like a few hours away. And they're like, you live down here. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very, really good time. And I hope you guys are either in Vegas, LA, Anaheim or Phoenix again. So I could mosey my way on down there. Anyways, go Oilers. Go Oilers. Thanks for coming, Chris. Thanks for, uh, yeah, just enjoying the scene, enjoying the view. It is fun watching the, if you've never, if you're a consumer of the content and you've never kind of seen how the sausage is made, it's cool to see everybody set things up and how the equipment works and where it goes and who everybody is and how they situate. It is fun to kind of watch. And I'm glad that you guys got to experience it. It was that it was fun to be a devil's advocate and the boys do their thing live pre and post. So we had a great time and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for driving the seven and a half hours. That's a commitment. That is a commitment. So I appreciate you for joining us and I appreciate everybody that left voicemails. That's where we're going to wrap it up. Going to wrap it up for the Nation Vacation Recap Voicemail. It is 6.34 p.m. as we are wrapping up the podcast. Well, this game kicks off in about 90 minutes-ish, if the game is on time, which it won't be. I got to go record Frank's picks. I got to go feed the dude. I got to go prep for dinner with Dukes tomorrow on our podcast on Saturday. Watch out for the special edition of BLTN that's coming up on Saturday. That'll be released at some point in the afternoon. I appreciate all of you for being here. I appreciate all of you for leaving voicemails. And I appreciate Nick for fucking right off. That is the end of the podcast. It was not me, Zola, the Will of Thousands. It is probably Nick. The lady doth protest too much, methinks. Talk to you soon.